Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 199. And today we are talking about high-speed trains. If you're checking us out on YouTube, you can see that I am coming to you directly from a very fancy business class high-speed train somewhere in the world right now. Could be just at my house with a Skype background, but you never know. Um, but we're going to be talking about some countries with some of the best high-speed rails and some uh, some pros and cons of using high-speed trains for travel and our own personal travel experiences as well. So stay tuned if you're curious what countries have some great uh, high-speed trains, which countries may not have some of the greatest high-speed trains, and uh, and our overall thoughts on them. So stay tuned. And I am very happy to hear my partner in crime's opinions, my good buddy Jared. What is going on, Jared? Hello. My opinion is high-speed rail is cool. So, mm. spoiler alert. Um, please, for more uh, s- for more hot takes like that one, um, Spread a little follow love. us on Twitter, <laughs> Untranslatable1, the number one. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, less hot takes, more um, pretending that life is okay. Spread a little love. Untranslatable podcast. You can also, as Chad said, see us on YouTube and Placebo. Uh, follow us. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> follow us. On, <laughs> I could so easily go back and fix it, but I love doing this. Placebo. Follow us on. Um, you do it so well, Jared. Or give us five star reviews is what I meant. Oh, wait, that's thank you. Pleasure. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Please give us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And we'll say Placebo. to you for doing right. so. Uh, Chad, mm-hmm. rejoice. Ooh. Soccer's back. Sports right. are slowly coming Bundesliga. back. Bundesliga. So actually it started yesterday. I mean, it doesn't matter when people hear this. For us, yeah. it started yesterday. Right. Uh, and it was Dortmund versus some... Oh, versus Schalke. Berlin, Ber- Schalke. Schalke. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dortmund won. Four Did nothing. you watch that game? I didn't. No, I, I didn't. I didn't either. realize. I didn't realize I didn't it was either. back. I, I, I had. I had read something a few weeks ago that they were slating the date for. They were slating the date for the Bundesliga to come back in May, mm-hmm. sometime in May. And and being in the states right now, I was like, no way. They're not going to get it <laughs> under control. That's not going to happen. Just no way. Uh, and lo and behold, they they do. I did see the Bayern. Uh, FC Union Berlin game today though. Yeah, uh, right I before saw some of that too. we started. And dude, it's kind of weird. And I saw the one before. There was a uh, okay. Converse. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who. The, I don't know who Cologne played today. But there, but I saw some of that game too. Okay, nice. Uh, you're right. It is weird because obviously there's like no fans. There's like seven people in the stands, and I think it's like press. You know, various mm-hmm. people that work there. Um, right. um, and it was interesting because I liked it actually. You can hear everything that these people are saying. It was so cool. It w- it was such a throwback. We, uh, it's kind of weird, though, isn't it? To hear it is yes. cool. I like that too. Also, it about sounds it, way more violent when you can hear it. You can hear yes. all like people running into each other. Yep. Like that really. I was like, wow, that's loud. Yep. But I loved. I hear. I heard people yelling like German things at each other, mm-hmm. like phrases in German. I love that. Yep. I was like, oh, this feels like I'm back in Germany. Um, and I liked that you could actually uh, hear what they're saying. I thought that was an interesting mm-hmm. vibe to it. It is, yeah. But it's, it also it's made me completely realize, different. Also made me realize how loud they were, like when they yell at people, like when mm-hmm. they yell at the ref or something. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's right. not just for show. They're really yelling at these. People. Oh yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> you really notice it when you can actually hear what they're saying clearly. It's really interesting to hear the coaches too. Uh, there, it was a few years ago. I was uh, 
courtside at an MSU game, and I could hear uh, Tom Izzo, MSU's basketball mm. coach, yelling at the players. I well, there was I, I read somewhere that people were saying like the coaches didn't like that people would be able to hear them. Mm-hmm. Like like people like the other team would be able to hear right. them. And I thought that's that's been my ent- I mean not that right. the stakes well, were a little lower. Well, just whisper it then. Yeah. But that's been my entire like like I, every time I've played, people can hear me because mm-hmm. I don't have stadiums behind me. Right. So it's like yeah, that's normal. You you like it's like how about you learn to adapt? Maybe have you some bring cool catch. You bring phrases. some giant SpongeBob style speakers to the <laughs> to the football or, pitch. Yeah, or do like what they do in uh, what is it in baseball? In football with no, the signs. Fo- oh yeah, that's baseball. I think they do it in mm-hmm. football too. They Probably. do it in college football too, where they have like ridiculous signs where it's uh-huh. like a a spaceship and then like a firework or something, and then right. like Velma from Scooby Doo, and you're right. like, okay, yeah, baseball. It's weird, like hand gestures and like you know, yeah. touch your nose mm-hmm. once and you yes, yes, run your fingers across your cap bill. Yeah, yeah crazy stuff. College like football, that. they have the crazy signs, right? Where it's like what I said. One thing I did notice that seemed ridiculous to me um, were that there there were certain people in the uh, like there that had mm-hmm. masks on, mm-hmm. but there were more people without masks. Obviously, because players did not have masks on, mm-hmm. there were more pl- people without masks than with masks. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I imagine everyone there got tested first of all. Right. I also imagine. I was thinking the same thing. I also imagine that like, what's the like, what's the point? Like, also the people that seem to have masks. I don't know. It's just like. I, I don't understand the benefit because I also right. thought that the ben- the point of mask is that everyone's wearing it, so the people you interact with, and it's just like I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. Well, well yeah, the whole it point of the mask. To see. It the just whole odd point to see. of the mask is to more so protect others. I mean, yes, there is some protection from yourself, uh, but I think depending on the the type of mask, I think some droplets could probably get through. At least one mm-hmm. thing somebody posted online that I saw was if you can hold the fabric up or whatever the mask is made up and light gets through it, like you can really see light shine through it. If light can get through it, obviously particles and droplets can get through it. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, and what's interesting about that too, Jared, when I was watching the game, one of the Bayern players got subbed out towards the end. Mm-hmm. And when he got subbed out, he was handed his, uh, well, yes, they were doing that, the elbow bumps. Yeah. Uh, they were doing the elbow bumps when he left the pitch. He was handed his his jogging, like his track suit, and a mask as mm. well. Interesting. Um, so that was interesting. So maybe and the everyone fans, on the on the bench has to wear a mask, if right? But the coach doesn't have to wear a mask. He's kind of on the field. I guess so. He's kind of you playing know? in a weird right. way. The other interesting thing too about this was that the players on the bench, at least what I saw, were seated. In stadium seats, and they were like pretty far apart from one another. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, at least the game I saw today. Now, one thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, the interesting thing about that, though, and I think it's great they're they're doing all these social distancing things, but at the same time, if you are testing your players regularly, and I'm assuming they have pretty good, accurate tests in Germany, mm-hmm. I would assume I'm, it's just a money thing. I don't know right. if it, like it's really just a money right. thing, probably, and they right. have the money, obviously, right. But I guess if you if you test your players regularly and you're you know and you're cautious and you're careful, um, I I don't know if it's necessary for them to do all that stuff. I don't know though. I'm not a doctor. Well, some of it seemed a little like not the word's not contradictory, but it, it like mm-hmm. it didn't seem to. There seemed to be like a logical fallacy happening in my right. brain because also they were. Um, they were told that they weren't allowed to celebrate when goals were scored. Or excuse me, they weren't right. allowed to celebrate as a crowd uh, right. when goals were scored. But that I, still kind of happened. 
It kind of happened. They they mm-hmm. did try to prevent it. I saw a few times. Right. Um, or they just do all the then elbows you get a red and card, stuff. And you get a red card. And you get a red card. <laughs> well, there was a um, in the game we didn't watch the first game. I think mm-hmm. uh, the the Dortmund uh, uh, Schalke game. I think there was a big celebration, but they just let it. They, they didn't punish them because right. it's like you kind of can't like it's you know it's you can't help it. I right. guess. But whatever for a reason yeah. they didn't punish them. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, but. I don't get it because these guys are playing soccer against each other on a mm-hmm. field where they're running into each other. They're yep. boxing. They're, sl- they're running. They're literally yep. doing moves where you have to bump up against people. Yep. They're, they're sweating. In, they're doing corner kicks oh, yeah. where they're all just in right. a giant group or they're doing mm-hmm. uh, free kicks of some sort where they're all in a line and they're all bunched up bumping into each other. I mean, you can't <laughs> feasibly like, socially distance and it's play like the logic, a match. Yeah. The logic made no sense to me. It's like, just let them celebrate. If they're, they're right. already running and sweating and spitting right. on each other essentially well and they have the medical facilities and the money for testing and all that stuff i figure it's just confusing to me i was like this doesn't this doesn't add up and what was interesting to me about all this though jared too and a lot of this has been i've been watching tons and tons of the joe rogan podcast um on youtube and and i forget i I don't remember if it was the doctor he had on there or who it was but um it was a, a pretty recent episode and it's the doctor talked about like this whole risk reward scenario, right? Where everything we do, there's a, a risk or a reward, right? Like mm-hmm. you could stay at home, obviously not get this virus, which is great, right? Low risk. The reward obviously is you're still alive, right? Oh, the but risk is maybe money though. There's still be. a risk of some right. sort. Well, true. Jobs. True. But what what the whole point of this is a lot of these athletes, I'm assuming they have the testing they have the medical equipment and all that stuff if they were to fall ill um i think if the players want to play um why not they're healthy yeah individuals i would assume the risk for most of them dying of this virus once again i'm not a doctor but i would assume you know if if they wanted to do that um i i feel like why not you know at the same time i do think it's good they aren't having uh fans in the stadiums yet I think that would be a little yeah, too far. Yeah, for sure. By the way, mm-hmm. did you um, see who won that game? Because it ended as we were, probably was ending as we were about right, to start. Right as we were about to start, yeah. Uh, Bayern ended up winning two to nothing against Union okay. Berlin. Lewandowski so they, scored on a penalty, and mm-hmm. then Pavard scored off of a header. Once okay. again, a header off of a corner where they're all packed in like sardines. Of course, um, of course. Right. <laughs> but to be, to be honest with you, Jared, if I think if testing was really readily available to everybody to mm-hmm. the point where if you had any concern you you could do a home test and know within half an hour or 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 even four or five hours or it doesn't really matter but my point here is um i think a lot of those players you know that's their livelihood they want to get out there they want to perform they want to play yeah. um why not let them you know, I feel like some people have been really against it, especially because, like you said, there is this logical fallacy of you see these players. Yes, they are tra- trying to take precautions as much as they can, but some stuff you just can't, right? You you smash into somebody mm-hmm. running down the field. Uh, right. It's definitely right. interesting. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and I, I, and the people love it. The people love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for I, I bet you views were, were insanely high. I don't usually watch, um, watch soccer anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was there. I watched... Uh, 
Cologne play some team I don't even remember who it was, and I <laughs> right and uh, and so like I, I was I was into it and uh, and people me and I imagine people because I'm not even that big of a sports person outside of Formula One, uh, people are deprived. Oh, you know, it's actually people are so deprived. Uh, there was um, Formula One news that happened just the other day, mm-hmm. big news, and. Um, and uh, you should have, you should have, my social media was crazy. People it were just, just like, just, people yeah. just wanted more. People wanted so right. much more. They're sure. like, so who's going to do this? So that means we're, who's going to go here? Wait, hold on. Don't right. stop here. And people were talking about how they should have slowed down some of the news because they came out with like three things at a time. Oh, yep. yep. <laughs> they just blasted people. Kind of people were like, out. wait, yeah. hold on. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been, I, I'm, I'm happy to see sports come back selfishly as someone that's been trapped yeah. at home. Right, uh, and I think NASCAR is happening today as well. I saw it below advertised when we were uh, on the Fox website during the soccer games. Right, yeah, nice. Well, Jared, I think uh, that we should uh, definitely Spread a little love. That's right. I'm with you, I'm with you. That's right, good sir. I have a couple shoutouts today, Jared. My first one goes out to the group Pantera. Have you ever heard of them before, Jared? I have heard of Pantera. Wouldn't they be considered like a hair metal band or something? Oh, whoa, whoa, Jared, whoa. No? Not not hair metal. Okay. Definitely not hair metal. Well, they're, uh, they're one of those heavy 80s. Heavy metal. They're one of those 80s uh, 80s groups. and 90s. Yeah. 80s and 90s. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, so the reason why Pantera is on here today is they have raised $100,000 uh, for Music Cares from the sale of their limited edition social distancing t-shirt. Hmm. Um, so this is, it's a pretty, pretty funny idea design. Um, so Pantera became famous, Jared, uh, through a bunch of hit songs, Cowboys from Hell, Cemetery Gates, uh, but one really, really popular album of theirs that really brought them, I would say to the upper echelon, uh, was Vulgar Display of Power. Um, and then, uh, they have a a good title for an album. Yep, they have a especially if you're a metal band, vulgar display of yeah. power. I'm trying to find the picture now, but basically there's a a picture of uh, their album cover with some some of the lyrics from the album. I forget what they are now, but they promote social distancing, like stay away from me or something like that. And they've raised a hundred thousand dollars for this music cares uh, organization, which is to help out. Uh, it's basically a, a COVID-19 relief fund to help people in the music community who have been negatively affected by everything going on. Because if you are a gigging musician, mm-hmm. you're not making any income right now because you're not playing gigs unless you are somehow monetizing your live streams online. If you have a big yeah. enough following on YouTube or, or Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I can so tell yeah. you what the shirt says, by the way. Thank you. you because you're really not doing justice to a, a well-made shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at the shirt right now as soon as it loads on my computer screen. Uh, where the hell did that picture of the shirt just go? Okay, here it is. So the shirt says, um, be yourself, by yourself. Stay mm-hmm. away from me. And it involves a what appears to be... Uh, it's a fist, right? Hitting a guy in the face. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's a yeah. okay. Now I see. Yeah, it's a fist with like a with a rubber Bandana glove. Or, oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, hitting someone in, in the punching someone in the face. That's mm-hmm. a cool shirt. It is. Do they have any left? Should we order some? Um, <laughs> they definitely do for sure. Yeah, it's in stock right here. 
But yeah. I think that's. I think that I might have to order me one of those. That is Were a you cool a Pantera shirt. head? A tear head? I, I, <laughs> I did. I was actually. Yeah, I, I used to have a Pantera band T-shirt back in the day. Uh, Dimebag Daryl is the guitar player from Pantera. Sadly, he passed away a number of years ago. Rest I, in peace. Um, but yeah, he was one of the best guitar players Dimebag out there. Dimebag Daryl. Mm-hmm. That's and quite a nickname. It's, it's interesting though, uh, Jerry, because when they did get started, they were actually a hair metal band. Uh, and then by back then, okay, he so went what I said by, wasn't that ridiculous. Okay, but if you <laughs> listen to Vulgar Display of Power, it's not a hair metal album. Okay, See, by well, no means. I admit that I don't, started, I don't know yeah. anything about Pantera except I've heard of them right, before. Right. So that was just. Um, Okay, so and, right. and I knew that they were like an '80s, like right, like right, rock band, late, late '80s, I think. But the interesting thing is, before they became more of this harder metal group and getting away from the hair metal, uh, they he went by Diamond Daryl, not Dimebag, but Diamond mm. Daryl, and then he later changed it. Um, so <laughs> he's like, no, I need to be a little bit more of a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Oh man. Fantastic stuff. So that's my first shout out. I have a couple, uh, today. Spreading my next love. one, uh, spreading lots of love today. Cause why not? Uh, my next one goes out to the band teachers of Plano high school. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, Jared, but this is a great story. Uh, the Plano band teachers have been traveling all over. Uh, Plano, Texas, to uh, serenade and commemorate the seniors for this <laughs> you year. You said that weird. Serenade. So, <laughs> ser- serenade and commemorate the seniors um, of 2020. Uh, they are playing the uh, high school fight song in front of all of these seniors' houses, going house to house, basically, doing a little high school senior band tour. Um, and I think this is just awesome. This is a way for them to say... You know, thank you to the seniors. Do something kind of fun and unique. Uh, and when I came across the story, I just thought it was really wait. Cool so they're and going to in front of their house to perform. Yeah, each so each the... senior just as like a thank oh, you. Oh, I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. And playing I gotcha. the high school fight song. Wow, pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of dedication. That's, cool. that's a lot of school spirit. <laughs> that is a lot of. Sp- that's the only, I, that's the. I've never had that much school spirit in my life. That's the only reason why I'm slightly right. rolling my eyes at that. Right. But I mean, the school teachers probably love it. School spirit is such an American thing, too. I would say. Is I'd it? be willing to argue. I would say. I mean, to the level we have it, yeah. What I don't other countries? Remember. What other countries have a marching band, Jared? Tell that's me true. that. I can't even. I like when I lived in Germany. I don't even think those schools had like mascots and stuff. There's another good point. Yeah, what schools have mascots? That's a good What's, point. You know, I think most schools do have like a school color. I think sure a yeah. lot of places. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, mascots, sports teams. I think yeah. it's pretty American. I would That's say. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Even in yeah. Germany, yeah, the, like yep. we didn't play against other schools. They were all clubs mm-hmm. that club. know, people sign yeah. up for. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very different. Very different. All right, Jared. Mm. I have one last shout out. Speaking of sports, uh, yes. And, uh, this one is a really interesting one. Let me see if I can find the title here real quick. Uh, all right. Here we go. So I don't know if you've heard about this, Jared, but a very, very famous uh, Canadian tennis player, um, I don't know if it's Jenny or Jenny Bouchard, is one of the most well-known tennis personalities, uh, not only for her uh, great skills on the court, but also for a lot of the philanthropic things she does. Um And so I don't know if you've heard about this, Jared, but someone has bid $85,000 for this package that uh, 
Miss Bouchard has offered, which is basically this is going to go to Feeding America, Meals on Wheels, and also World Central Kitchen and No Kid Hungry. So the package includes, and let me read this for you, Jared. Uh, the winner and one guest get a three-night stay uh, in a double-bed hotel. Winner and one guest will get mm. seats in the players' box next to Jenny's team and the coach. By the way, you really mm-hmm. s- flew over double bed. That's not a great-sized bed. Just that's that's, all that's true. Queen for or, 80, at least a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, if at I'm least paying eighty-five thousand nice. dollars. <laughs> Right. But if I can shout out 85 grand, I can probably shout enough for my hotel. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Go into the hotel room, you're like, you know what? I'll just stay. I'll just, can I get an upgrade? I'll pay for it myself. <laughs> All right. Next up, though, this is quite an extensive list. Uh, and there oh, are yeah, some pretty please, cool sorry. things. I just got thrown uh, off so, by yeah. the size of the so bed. hotel. Like, hotel my bed's right. bigger than that. <laughs> Winner and one guest will get seats in the players' box next to um, Jeannie's oh, team cool. and coach. I Winner think it's Jeannie, by the way, because her name Jeannie? is okay, Eugenie. That's her is full it? name. Okay. okay, thank you. Winner and one guest will go to any tournament of their choice to watch Jeannie. So there you go. Mm. Uh, so that could be French Open, U.S. Open, uh, Wimbledon. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, winner and one guest will have dinner with Jeannie and also a round-trip flight for two people. You know, um, when I hear those like, like people paying for like dinner mm-hmm. with some sort of celebrity thing, in my head I'm always like, that "It's gotta be can't so awkward." Be fun, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be awkward. It's like they don't want to. They don't. They don't care about me. <laughs> they don't right. want to be there. They're doing it because it's they're it's like yeah, it's a gig true. essentially. True. Although I feel like, I feel like if you're willing to donate eighty five thousand dollars for something like this. There's, they gotta at least be coming with some interesting dinner sure. conversation, right? Yeah. No, they gotta pretend right? to be interested. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but yeah, but it is like, interesting. We're not, I'm not giving you my phone number after this for us to hang out, <laughs> right? Right. And also, yeah. like, it's like you can't be friends with anyone that pays eighty grand to hang out with you. Like, right. already from there, there's no chance of friendship. Now, now, can you argue though that you really wanted a lot of the other stuff? And like, I would love to go see. You know, go to the French Open or Wimbledon. That's I mean, true. Hey, that, I'd I mean, sleep in a double I, I think bed. It's if you're paying for it, I'll sleep in a double bed, Jared. I'm not picky like you. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'll bring you along as my plus one, and I'll upgrade my own room. <laughs> it's like, Chad, you can stay in the kids' room. You can room. stay in the double bed. <laughs> sleep on the floor. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, no, like, I, it's probably worth it for all the other stuff, I would say. Like, sitting in a box at the uh, mm-hmm. Wim- Wimbledon, that probably already cost, like, 20 A lot grand. of money. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and so, like, but I'd be like, yeah, like, it's cool to meet a celebrity like that like mm-hmm. especially if you're a big tennis fan i bet that would be cool but i i couldn't help but think this person has no interest in me so even though i'm excited to maybe go to dinner with this person i know that this person is this like i don't care about this nobody right <laughs> i'm a winner right <laughs> right <laughs> this guy's would it be crazy if they went on the date, they hit it off, they fell in love, and they got married, and they lived happily ever after, Jared. I would Wouldn't side-eye side Jeannie because uh, I'd be like, okay. this person paid 80 grand to hang out with you. 
That's fair. <laughs> but like, I also, I'd probably get over it because I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it could happen. That's also like, kind of baller be... status though too, bro. I mean. No, see, no, you, no, 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 you no, don't no. Think so? I would if not. You paid, no, no. You paid I don't want people to think. No, 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 no. Because people would look, if, if I was that guy and I was in that situation, mm-hmm. people would take one look at me and be like, this guy couldn't, the only way this guy could ever be in a relationship with someone like Jeannie Bouchard is if he had 80 grand to blow just to meet her. Like, like it's. Oh, that's like true, yeah it's cool true. that i'm rich i guess but it's like right. that's the, that's like that's the only reason if you're, this if you're that rich, you're rich you probably guy. don't give a shit though and then it's gonna you look bad on her because she they're gonna call her some sort of like yeah look the at that digger. guy of course she's yeah. like yeah yeah he's rich that's why she's with him and then he's right. gonna be like yeah he bought his way in there so no 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 no, no. right that's not how i want that's, that's not fair. how i want my life to go i would love that's to have fair. that kind of money and i'd love me, to go to wimbledon or something that would be awesome yeah and Jeannie does and seem like a great, genuinely nice woman, too. <laughs> yeah, no, and, this, and this is obviously great. a great thing right. to do, and I understand why these things work. I'm not right. shitting on the idea. That's a lot of money, too, for charity. Really, all I was saying was that it's a little awkward to go to the, on the dinner date. Oh, on the for dinner sure. Date no, part I, of agree. It. But, uh, I agree. But I think it's a, I think it's a great charity, charitable thing to right. do. Let's be clear. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't even know who, who paid that much. We, we don't know who it, who it was, and it's probably better that way. Um, but yeah. yeah. Well, Jared, yeah, you know, you, you might be able to buy dates with $85,000, but uh, untranslatables are definitely going to cost you a lot more than that. Uh, so mm. I think you know what time it is. I actually would beg to differ. I would. That's I, true. I, I guess I would they're give free, you aren't untranslatable. they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that's not true. Hundreds we, of them for free. <laughs> Hundreds. I like where your head's at. Hey, we could monetize this somehow. I'm not against it. Right. Hey, put some untranslatables on a coffee mug, Jared. It's all about consumption, buddy. Consumption. That's true. That's true. We need some merch. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Well, Jared, I want to test you today. Uh, and this is also partly in fact because the Bundesliga started again today. But I have only German phrases for you today. Okay. So I hope you are bereit, as the Germans say, ready, as we say in English. I'm going to give you the first one. It is, das kannst du deiner Oma erzählen. And you can translate for us, Jared. You can explain that to your grandma. Yep. That you can explain to your grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, it almost sounds like, and you can take that to the bank. It's like you can, you, like, believe that almost. It's like, and I'm telling, like. Interesting. Okay. I would say this one is actually the opposite of that. And you can take that to your, oh, it's like a white, like a lie. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're crazy. Oh. You can tell that to your grandma. <laughs> like only You're your crazy. grandma would believe some BS right. like that. Your senile grandma oh. might believe that. Not me, buddy. Uh, I got you. I got you. Kannst du hey. deine Oma erzählen. Speaking of German, have you heard of the movie Jojo Rabbit? I haven't. No. I would highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, I got rec- well. My uh, uh, my partner got recommended. I'm trying to adopt the word partner. It seems way better. Oh, nice. That's um, fair. My partner. Uh, your significant other. No, 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 no. 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 She got recommended by a coworker, and we watched it. And it's a uh, comedy about a Hitler Youth child. Oh Jesus! Okay. But it's yeah, and we it, it is, and it's a like this it's child Jojo that's Rabbit. like this child that's like upset, like a like obsessed with becoming a Nazi. Okay. Um, but his mother is uh well i don't want to ruin it but um okay but like it's american by the way that's like and i was telling i was telling sydney i was like the only reason this w- works is mm-hmm. because like like a german cannot make a comedy about uh about um about the holocaust Hitler? even if it was oh, funny yeah. and good i just 
I, I just can't imagine Ooh, that. That would get bad Germany. looks. Yeah, that would yeah. get real bad looks. Yeah, th- although, yeah. Although they have made comedies about Hitler, there's a really funny German movie called Er ist wieder da, where Hitler. Hmm. Well, they are wakes making fun again. of. They are making right. fun of of Nazis for sure. Right. Right. But it, but that does, I, it does yeah, it does have some heart. Oh, it does like yeah. add some heart to so, like the Nazis and stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, I uh, mean, it humanizes them in a lo- in, in a way, a little bit. Yeah, even though yeah, you yeah. are poking fun at them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Inter- interesting. Anyway, Jojo sorry. Rabbit. Yeah. I have a. Uh, it just came to me when you said the German thing. Mm. Uh, I have a uh, untranslatable for you. It's uh, Mexican Spanish, and it's ya nos cayó, uh, ya nos, ya nos cayó el cha huiliste, cha 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 huiliste. The fungus which attacks the maze now fell on us. Now I really need to know how you pronounce that word. I'm um, yeah, I have I have no idea. Uh, can you repeat what it is again? Oh yeah. The fungus which attacks the maze now fell on us. So it's what goes around comes around. Right? No, 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 no. no. The fungus which attacks the maze now fell on us. So it's like, um, so it's like, um, like, uh, I don't even, I can't It couldn't be avoided? I have no idea. Actually, you're, you're, you're kind of close. So maybe. It was bound to happen. You're, I'm trying to do something like, like, um, like, uh, like I'm doing something and, uh, and. And I, well, let me just tell you, to get caught red-handed, or someone Ooh, puts a stop to your plans. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I couldn't think of the right way to, I, okay. I feel like I used to be so much better at giving uh, giving examples, and I've just lost that ability. Sorry. It, it'll come back, Jared. I, I have faith so. in you. <laughs> Thank you. As SpongeBob uh, would say, soiled it. <laughs> Is that what he would say? No, I don't know. I'm just okay. joking. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared. I got some more German ones for you. Uh, okay. This is a good one. <clears throat> Here we go. Du kannst mir den Buckel runterrutschen. Now, I don't know what Buckel means. You, you can, but the rest of it is you can me. Buckel oh. means hump or hump back. Okay. I, I used to know what rutschen means. Du mean. kannst mir den Buckel runterrutschen. Runterrutschen, if you're going to roll your R's. Uh, to, sli- to slide down. Uh, Runter, so- down, rutschen, slide. So you can slide down your hump back or you something? Can sli- you, can, you can slide down my hump back, Jared. You can slide down, oh, like, get out of here? Get out of my face? Yeah, screw you, basically. You know what I imagine? I imagine, like, uh, slide down my hump back. I immediately thought of um, Flintstones, where they slide down that dinosaur's back. Oh, there you go. And just do so, when, like, you doing that just to haters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's uh, fair. Boom! Get out of here. Right. <laughs> Slide down my humpback. That's what that can be. Uh, I'll, hey, I'll sell that to a Kim Kardashian. There you go. Um, my next monetize one is, these untranslatables. <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> my next one is brilliant. Is Cantonese <laughs> and it's uh, Bodin Wa Juk Juk to boil telephone kanji. Uh hmm. You know, Chad. During these, um, during during these uncertain times, mm-hmm. I've I've tried Fire to take a dollar advi- for every time I've heard that or said that. But you yeah. know, Chad. During these unprecedented times, <laughs> 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 a dollar every time I heard that and said that. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of another one, but that's all I got. Um, <laughs> during these, during these, uh, uh, during the new abnormal, I've uh, taken advantage of of this time to uh, boil telephone kanji with to with learn people, something new. No, with to, with friends old and new to reconnect. Well, well, during um, and you know the fun thing about boiling telephone kanji is that I, maybe you haven't talked to someone in forever. Maybe you just talked to him yesterday to catch but, up. No, no, no. What I'm no. talking about, catching up is happening in in okay. this in this scenario. Uh-huh. Okay. I can catch up with someone I just talked to yesterday, or I can talk mm-hmm. to catch up with a friend that I haven't talked to in forever, and we just boil mm-hmm. telephone kanji. To Next gossip. thing I know. Next thing I know, it's three in the morning. Oh, to stay up all night. To talk on the phone for hours. You really like oh. to dance around. <laughs> I was like, how are you not getting this? <laughs> yeah, no, I was not getting that one. Uh, You're well, so Jared, close. Well, Jared, due to my lack of uh, understanding that untranslatable, uh, even though you did a great job. Thank uh, you. You, you could have said to me, Jer- Jared, uh, you know, Chad, you, uh, du gehst mir auf den Wecker. You go on my alarm. You go on my alarm clock. You're oh, I was like, you get on my nerves. There, there we go. Very uh, good. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes uh, perfect sense. Because, right. by the way, since this has started, I might have mentioned this. I haven't used an alarm once, although uh, nice. my partner has. So it's mm-hmm. not perfect. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> um, but um, I. Uh, what the hell? Oh, yeah. But I hate uh, just hearing an alarm makes me mad. Mm-hmm. Every time oh, I hear too. it makes me although, mad. <laughs> although I do like the new iPhones. They have a newer alarm sound way better than that ear chilling. Oh, when I hear that old uh, iPhone alarm sound, I just, yeah. It, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I, nope. I, don't use, I don't use a default one. I actually mm-hmm. use a theme song from this podcast I like. It's mm-hmm. a, like a, it's a it's great called the Untranslatable song. Podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I just wake up to my own podcast. That's right. Um, the thing is... Um, now it's ruined the. Now when I listen to that podcast, mm. it's ruined the theme song. I have. That's to, why you don't want us to play the theme song anymore. I have now to I fast see. forward th- through the theme song when I mm. play that song now. When I listen to that podcast now, because it like it triggers something inside of me. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, can I give you a bonus one though? That's kind of related sure. to this one. Sure, and it's also German. Du gehst mir tierisch auf den Keks. I've heard this before. What does it you, mean? Can you translate it? I don't du know. gehst mir tierisch auf den Keks. You get me animally. You get me animalistic. You go me what? if you literally translate. You go yeah. me animally on the cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it would literally be. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know what it means? It's just like you. You drive. It's like it also means you drive me crazy. Yeah, you drive me crazy. You get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Is that does that from a specific uh, dialect? I have. I don't think so. I think okay, it, that's just it a German. Pro- like, general like German. Any, like any goofy phrase, it probably started as a joke, and then, sure, or something like that, and then people, you know, started using it ironically, and then it just yeah. became like it a probably was thing. in some meme in the in the nineties right. or something. I don't. They didn't right. have memes back then. <laughs> they probably did actually. In some form, they probably did. yeah, they probably did. I yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. I sound like a real youngin. Right. Um. Let's talk about trains, dude. Let's do it. First Let's of all, it. as I so mentioned, you'd have a choo-choo sound for today. Woo-woo. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Although I'm I don't a... think, I don't, well, do high-speed trains make that sound? I'm trying to remember. No, they don't well, make although, it. Although, a... dude, I will tell you, the, the horn, I've heard the horn on the high-speed trains in China. Holy crap, dude. 
If you're if it just comes out of the blue, it is yeah. scary. Like it will startle you. Well, you're also supposed to hear them. Like they're supposed to be like uh, audible from uh, you know miles. You know, like mm-hmm. a mile away. I'd imagine. Right. And, and so if it's and right in front in, of you, in it's probably closed train stations too. Right. That can be bad. Like if someone's not stepping away from the line. Um, but the reason oh, why I, oh. I open with this though, Jared, <laughs> what if someone is, jumps and mm-hmm. fall? No, that's terrible. But what if someone like jumps like huh, and then they fall in? That would be pretty bad. I don't have an answer for you, <laughs> I Jared. Guess that's, that's the I, right thing to say. I don't yeah. know what else I was I looking know, for there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, not, I'm not really sure either, but that'd be pretty bad. But the reason why I brought up uh, the horn and, and the Chinese uh, train shared is, in my opinion, out of all the countries I've been to, I'm willing to argue I think China has some of the best of the best high-speed trains. I've heard that. I've heard mm-hmm. that. Yep. Why do you say that though? As someone that has, you've had, you've experienced a, a, I've been I, on a I lot of trains. Now that I think about it, a lot of trains. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about we're you know we're talking high speed here. So mm-hmm. I imagine you've been on the ICA, which is Germany's yes. high speed rail. Yes, I imagine the ICE for our non-German speakers. Oh yes. right, mm-hmm. ICE as we as they just, mm-hmm. as they call it. I imagine. Well, no, they call it ICA. I call it ICE. I imagine. Right. Um, have you been on the French one, the TGV? I have not. No. Because okay. I flew, I flew into Paris. I was only okay. in Paris. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all kind of the same thing. They're, right. they're, but uh, I've been, I've been on that one, and I've okay. been, a, and there's, there's a, like a bunch, like every country, not every country, but most like European countries have their mm-hmm. own kind of like name for the the high speed right. rail inside of their right. country. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so why do you think China is superior in your opinion? Then having been on mm-hmm. a various European ones. So out of all of the times I traveled via train in China, which was every other weekend, uh, basically, not even, sometimes it was actually, there were a few weekends where I was only back in Jinan for maybe one weekend and every other weekend I was traveling. And I only used trains uh, within China other than like a couple flights uh, to get further. Um, And the crazy thing is, is that one, out of all the train trips I took, I only had one delay. Mm. One delay. I I took more. I had more train travel in the six months I was in China than I did probably in the years I've spent. You know, the year we spent in Austria, the two summers I spent in Germany, uh, the other trips I've taken in Europe. I think I've traveled more by train in those six months in China wow. than I did. Uh, even with trains in the Czech Republic, I took more buses than trains there. So, anyways, the the whole point of this, Jared, is. I've, I your experience. Had, yeah, I've had over twenty train trips in China with their high speed rail, uh, and I think I've only had one delay. And China is a huge country with lots of people, mm-hmm. lots of stuff going on. But I think I think they've invested a lot of time, effort, and money in China in the infrastructure for their high speed rail, and it's fairly affordable too. I mean, a, a high speed rail from uh, Beijing to Shanghai was I think around forty or fifty bucks. Uh, that's great. See, mm-hmm. and that and that's the thing that um, that I've always noticed about high speed rail is it. I've always wanted, like, I've always wanted to choose it because to me they're cool, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Especially, it's it's more of it's a, a nice way to travel. It's, it's more of a novelty to me mm-hmm. uh, because I, I'm not as you know I've, I I don't take I'm not I'm not living in places where I have access to right. it, you know not in the states um, no. But the thing is, it always seems to be, and it never really seemed, or rarely I should say, seemed to be the most economical option uh, in comparison to, to taking a flight time-wise versus right. price-wise. It, it, right. it rarely seemed to make sense to me. But yeah, maybe you have I to was weigh just... your options. No, that's but, a really good point. 
but the thing about we'll get to that in a second though, because the thing about China is it mm-hmm. is I I, I, I they, since two thousand seven they've been aggressively building it. I read somewhere, and mm-hmm. uh, now they have the biggest. I think it's oh yeah, they have the world's largest network, and yep. it makes sense though because like the, like it's a if you're if. They're gonna if they're gonna focus on trains, it really makes no sense to focus on not high speed at with how giant the right. country is. Yeah, China, so if you're gonna a have, lot of people don't realize how big China is. Right. So if it's gonna have to be even slightly competitive with with mm-hmm. air travel, it has to be you know it has to be high speed rail. China's gigantic. Right. right. And uh, and they're known to just build aggressively in general. That's mm-hmm. sort of been their thing in the past twenty right. years or so to just be aggressively growing and expanding. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right. Um, and and uh, I, man, I wish we had it here. You know, I was reading something about high speed rail here. Do you do you know anything about quote unquote high speed rail in the United States? Nothing really. Mm-mm. So we have. Um, let me. Let, let me. Is not, it through Amtrak? Yes, it is. Let me not okay. lie to you about this, so I can be proper at how, how uh, embarrassing this is. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> it seems like high speed rail would make sense here. First of all. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially like on the East Coast and stuff. That's it. Seems like a like it, it, it makes sense to me. Now there's something happening with my computer right now. I don't know what's happening, but I'm concerned. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. <laughs> Amtrak's Axela Express, uh, uh, Silver Star, Northern Regional, blah blah blah. blah. So they have a few lines that are considered okay. high speed. I think the fact that I and probably most other people don't even know that they had a high-speed train or what it was called just goes to show well, you that <laughs> it's probably not the most popular mode of transportation here it's in the also, States. It's also disingenuous to call it high-speed. It's high-speed uh, for our standards, but it reaches about at, it reaches a peak. Oh, where is it? It reaches a peak of 150 miles per hour. That's it. And it's only on a... On a certain stretch of, and this, you know, I can't find it, but it's only on a certain stretch of uh, of rail, and it's like it's like thirty seven miles. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pointless. That that so, doesn't help. Quote yeah. unquote, high speed rail is slower than any other high speed rail anywhere else, and it's it's like I could I could I could get in a Ferrari and beat you there. If <laughs> right, right. If there's no cops, yeah. Oh yeah, you're you could definitely beat him there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like okay, right. I think I think the other thing that's so great about high speed rail uh, and traveling that route is um, just the comfort, the convenience. You know, uh, by the way, and, it's thirty four miles. Just okay. to be clear, oh, I found interesting. It. Okay, um, yeah, just just the fact that like when you travel via a high speed train, you can go obviously very very far. And my experience with not only the the trains in China but also in Europe. Uh, at least Germany, Austria. Um, I think we were on a high-speed rail in the Netherlands as well. Um, it was just smooth riding, Jared. You know, yeah. you're going super crazy fast, but mm-hmm. it's so smooth. Like it's yeah. really crazy. And I think it's because it's not technically touching the rails; it's a magnetic system. Right. So it like floats above the rail. Mm-hmm. Do you? I could have. That could have been totally wrong. But um, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Did uh oh shoot now that I got so caught up on that I probably just lied there I forgot what it was about oh in China did, did the uh did your high speed <laughs> rail trains bless you show you uh how fast they were going yeah uh, I'm trying to remember now the speed of them uh, it was they probably were... topping out at about 300 that's yeah. would be my guess from what I've yep. seen 
around at here. least at least 200 well, kilometers per hour yeah at least well, 200 kilometers per hour 200 that's yeah. like that's like 160 so it was definitely right. going faster than that yeah um it's there's something so there's something so um i don't know why there's something so cool about it because it's because if we're thinking about like technology wise i feel like an airplane is much more impressive <laughs> But I don't know why. Like I, I always prefer a high speed rail. Is is it though? Because I feel like the fact that you're able to sit in this tube with these comfy leather seats behind me that are way more spacious and way roomier, I would say, than an airplane seat. That's true. It's um, probably quieter than an airplane too. Now that I think about it, way quieter. Trust There's me. No engines that are. Yep. That's true. Hmm. Yep. Way quieter. Hmm. Um, I think you also get to see a lot more. Which is a big plus with taking any train in general is that you get yes. kind of the scenic route. The scenic, the scenery is a yes, mm-hmm. that's true. I can't believe like I even the, think the, about that. The high speed rail up the Rhine River in Germany, like gorgeous. You cannot yeah. beat that in the beginning of summer. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? It mm-hmm. can't be beat. Yeah. Um, it, what, now, what was also mm-hmm. the the food like on these on these ones in China? So the my experience with the Chinese high speed rail trains, which were the ones that I always took from Jinan to Beijing because it was an hour 40, one hour and 46 minutes flat usually. Just boom, boom, you're there. Quick, easy. I can usually take precise. a little nap. The timing is never... Yeah. Yep. Generally, off. I had one delay. Uh, right. One delay. Oh, right. Yeah, you said that. And that was right. That was as I was leaving. I was like in January, which is also during Chinese New Year. So it's crazy anyways. Mm. This was also when this pandemic was happening. So a lot of people were going places. So, so it was crazy, it crazy for times. A delay. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the food was fantastic. Um, but it depends what you get. Like I never went to the food cart. I always, if you get first class tickets, which when I was traveling for work, you better believe I was doing the first class yes. when I would get reimbursed for it. So, um, and it was still, it wasn't even that expensive anyways. US dollars, it was probably 20 bucks more to do the first class than the uh, standard. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, and then you have business class, which is one step above first class, which is what you see behind me, actually. This is a picture, Jared, fun mm. fact, of what a business class, which I had ridden, I'd been upgraded a few times while I was in China, and this is what this looks like. So how is that nicer than first class? Because that looks just kind of first roomier. classy to me. Roomier. Uh, okay. Roomier, the seats are more comfortable. Do those seats uh, recline like a bed, like a, yes. one of those airplane seats? Yes, and the, uh, and the okay. front comes out like a recliner, too. Yeah, now that I look, yeah. I can, I can kind of see mm-hmm. where the footrest is. Yeah, the, the, the armrests were nice and roomy uh super comfy but anyways you asked about the food jared so the food the reason why i brought up first class is you will get a free little snack pack in your first class usually a water and then some type of like crackers or candy or something just a couple small little treats uh and they were always pretty good i never bought the like stuff on the food cart there but you would see people get all sorts of stuff you know it would be it was all Chinese food, obviously, because we were in China. But it was uh, it was usually rice so was with food. some type of meat. <laughs> yeah, it was food. Some <laughs> some meat like duck or fish or something with some rice and some vegetables. Okay, uh, it looks like it was like on a tray and they microwaved it. But you never um, had that. No, Where, no, you never had it out of uh, gastrointestinal fears. Or I just never had it. Didn't look that great. Didn't smell yeah. super appetizing. And, and usually There's when I was microwaves. traveling places, right? Usually when I was traveling places, there would be a good restaurant there. Yeah, uh, that it's like we if it's only an hour anyways. and forty six minutes, like if the it's right. not that long, it's like I don't need to. Even even the eight hour train ride I had from uh, Jinan to Harbin, uh, that was eight hours, and I still I had I had brought snacks with me, um, and then I ate at the train station, um, but I didn't eat. I think usually you get better food options at the train stations in China than on the train. Little sure. pro tip. Sure, I um, think that's. A mo- yeah. I think that you probably find that 
in most yeah. places, though. And train food is expensive. I mean, even in, in Germany and Czech Republic, it's still more expensive yeah. than what you would pay elsewhere. And it's, I've never, I've, I mean, I've never experienced train food that had any sort of memorability to it. Right. Right. But stuff at train stations, I remember I was in, I forget where it was now, but I was in a podunk little train station in the Czech Republic. Um, I think that was also a high-speed train now that I think about it. Um, and uh, and they had really cheap, really good homemade Czech food with I had it with a, a kofola, which is like a Czech Coca-Cola. Um, mm. and it was good. It was really cheap and really tasty. Um, but that was, once again, not on the train, but at the station. Um, so, right, right. So why do you think we can't have it here? Why not? I think we we us? like our cars too much here in the states. We're too spoiled. We we use I I think the number if you if you were to tell people we're going to set up train stations so you can conveniently get from one city to another, one town to another. Um but uh then it will make driving your cars obsolete. I think a lot of Americans would stick with mm. their cars. Yeah, I guess so. But but that wouldn't make your it wouldn't too. make your car obsolete. It would make your car obsolete for certain things. But you'd still uh, like it's that's not going to replace maybe going to work or something. Or you know for for a right. lot of people. But right. I feel like I feel like we also uh, on a whole here <coughs> in the United States don't know how good we could have it. Like we our, don't. Our, our we experience don't. is with Amtrak, which is unreliable, terrible, all terrible. like like much like it was you know and like you were sh- it was. If if uh, I've taken if, Amtrak a few times, it's not perfect. You should That's like sure. with Amtrak. Amtrak with Amtrak, <laughs> you need to prepare for it to be delayed. You don't. Yep, you don't <laughs> for sure. Like like it's delayed more than it's not. Did I and, ever tell um, you my China visa nightmare related mm-mm. to Amtrak? Mm-mm, no, please. Okay, know. so as as someone uh, as someone from Michigan, our closest consulate to China is Chicago. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to send in my visa documents beforehand to an agent. He looked at them, made sure they were correct. Then he initially took it to the embassy. You have to give them this big packet. You give it to them. Then you hear back from them within a few days saying, OK, come at this date and pick up your visa. Now, because it was a Z visa, which is a working visa, you need to go in there for them to take your fingerprints, meaning you can't have an agent pick it up and send it to you. Right. If it was mm-hmm. a tourist visa, I think at least in the past, you could just have an agent go and then they would ship it back to you. So I had to travel to Chicago. So uh, my I went with my dad and we thought, OK, we'll make a little you know weekend trip out of it. So we went on like a Thursday or a Friday. This was in uh, July of last year, July of 2019, after I'd come back from the Czech Republic. Um, I was to leave for China in August. Right. So I had a short window to get this visa. And. No, you're good. You're good. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I'm listening. And, and so we we took Amtrak because we figured we have a lot of money we can save if we don't have a car to pay for parking, right? Yeah. So we stayed downtown Chicago, took Amtrak. We were hoping to, to do this on Thursday because we were going to stay there Thursday, Friday, leave Saturday morning, right? We were going to go on Thursday. Our Amtrak train was so delayed. We were delayed by like four hours or five hours. We obviously <laughs> missed the time when the embassy, the consulate was open. So we're like, all right, well, good thing we gave ourselves a grace day to just chill in Chicago. We'll go in the morning. So we went in the morning. We got it, finally got it done. But had we have not scheduled that grace day, Jared, and just depended on Amtrak to be on time, four to five hours doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but now that that sort of delay is probably not to be expected. But it's not, un- but, it, but like, 
at least like 10, 20, 30 minutes. That's right, totally sure. to be expected. Yeah, four and to five hours. Is, from Ann Arbor to Chicago, which isn't right. that far exactly. of a trip either. Exactly. And the thing is, like, I, I feel like all it really takes is is like on a whole is for is for us to care. And then that yep. would, stuff like that wouldn't happen. It's just like people don't, on a whole, don't care about trains. So mm-hmm. we let things like this happen. They're like, well, they, this is, you know, trains don't work here. Trains don't work here. It's like right. no one's, like, like Amtrak is our only option. And they call right. 150 miles an hour for 30 miles uh, high-speed rail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amtrak is definitely not uh, great. And I think I think that's one of the issues. I think another issue, too, is uh, most Americans taking a train would work in theory if you're going to visit a city, right? But a lot of Americans, when they yeah. travel, they might be visiting friends and family that are in towns, villages. So so you still need a car once you get to that destination. I can uh, see and it at least, working on, like, mm-hmm. coastal, like like on the two sure. coasts. Right. But maybe... Big cities, yeah. And, and then, like, I actually saw a mock-up... Uh, I, I, Oh, when? I don't even know where I saw this. I, how did I not even re- put this together? I saw a mock-up um, of what the U.S. high-speed rail system should mm-hmm. look like, and it right. had um, various uh, various lines on the on the West Coast that maybe mm-hmm. went out as far as like uh, the Denver area, um, you know, and, and, and then it sort of and then there were and then, you know various up and down the coast from you know right. Seattle and Washington and Oregon and you know Northern California and all that sort of stuff, and then um, they had um, one or like like I think one or two rails that went cross country. So one that went cross country going up through like the um, sort of through the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, in, in that sort of area, then another one that went more through the South, like Texas, uh, oh, Louisiana, cool. and, and then, and then it sort of reconnected on the other side to have a more complete, uh, network along the East coast, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, Boston, New York, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina or something like that. Right. And I was like, ah, it makes sense. But I, but there does seem to be some sort of. Uh, I, I, I feel like some of it's it is a lot of infrastructure, big investments. Yeah, it's expensive. Amtrak mm-hmm. is broke. They've been broke since the '60s, I imagine. Probably. Um, like, they probably don't have the money to do it. People probably don't care. And I, and right. I think you're right with the car thing because I do mm-hmm. think uh, Americans, we, you know, we're very obsessed with our freedom, and yep. I think. Cars are part of, are kind of wrapped up into that. I, I oh, feel 100%. like hundred percent freedom of, and independence. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you can just hop in your car and go wherever, whenever. Whereas a train, there's a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I think in general we're probably one of the easier, easier. It's essentially uh, definitely in the more developed world. You know, easier countries to have a, a car in. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. And I would say there aren't as many taxes. Depends on the state. Mm-hmm. But you know, I know some countries it's super expensive. Just the insurance and the taxes and everything. Yeah. Having I mean, a car. I moved to I moved from from Michigan to Philadelphia to Philadelphia, and in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. they require inspections, which yep. to us Michiganders mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Like, yeah. We don't like, even what, need to get yeah. our cars inspected. Right. Oh, there are some <laughs> like sloppy you can, cars. Yeah. <laughs> you can get running. You can you can yeah, drive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Jared, I wanted talk about though some of the other countries uh, i'm going to give you the list of the top 10 um high speed can i rails. can i guess you can guess absolutely well sure. because um i'm going to say the, the wh- when when we were kids um mm-hmm. 
and you heard high speed we we didn't know what high speed rail i didn't know what high speed rail was when i was a kid high speed rail to me was the bullet train oh for sure yeah and in in my head and yes Mm -hmm. in my head the original bullet train was japan yep and uh, so I'm going to imagine that Japan has still probably got a pretty good network of bullet trains happening, and that's yep. probably going to be on mm-hmm. the list. It is on the list. Well, first year, let me tell you how these uh, how these countries are ranked, okay. which might help you out a little bit. Okay? Yeah. So this is these are ranked according to the operational and record speed of the train, the length of track in operation, and the length of track under construction. Okay. So they have it looks like four parameters here. So. Uh, how how many miles it's already in operation? How many miles are under construction? The operating speed and the record speed. So, what country do you think comes in at number one, Jared? China. China. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. China. Yes. Yeah. So, Jared, if you're curious, China has not over nineteen thousand operational miles of railways under uh, yeah. construction right now 4000 miles jeez uh operating speed 217 miles per hour record speed 261 <sighs> miles per hour so that's pretty quick one of the Never fastest land speed cars is a bugatti veyron and that mm-hmm. one tops out at i think 267 but it, it only does that for um you know thir- like it can do that for a max of 13 minutes i think right um, okay. maybe even less than that um number 2 what country is number two, Jared? When I was a kid, now I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is how I'm gonna go off of this. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. number one, and once again, was, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I still don't know anything, clearly. Um, <laughs> but uh, was definitely Japan when you thought bullet train. Speak for yourself, Jared. But then I also remember thinking uh, France. I, okay. I remember thinking. Okay. Of, I remember now. Maybe that's not number two. France? Okay. Because because it, it it deals with tracks. And you know, in like the the network, right. so maybe just and size that's kind wise, of an really un, that's kind sense. of an unfair. They should they should really do it based on the size of the country, right? Like the operational miles like and the in size of the country, to... right? Because obviously you're gonna have, you know, miles and miles of construction in China right. because China is way bigger than some. Right, of these it's other countries. impossible for a country, right. any country in Europe ever, right. to get close to China right. size wise. Right, or um, try our country number two. I don't think they could ever come close either. Hint, all hint. right, let me think of country number two. It's just size wise, really. Um, is it Korea? Nope. You're no, overthinking that doesn't make any it. Sense. You're overthinking it. Number two is Japan. Oh, I thought I already said Japan. <laughs> Japan. Japan is number two. Oh, okay. China is one. Japan Japan is number two with uh, 1,000. See, this is the big difference. We go from 19,000 to 2,000 approximately miles in operation in Japan with 250 miles under construction. And the operating speed is just around 200 miles per hour, Jared. And the record speed is 250 miles per hour. Wow. So China, the one in China is 11 miles per hour faster. The thing about the record Japan. speed, though, it probably doesn't mm-hmm. mean much. I mean, it probably has so much to do with like winds well, we'll, we'll going get downhill. There, we'll, we'll get there. There's okay. this. China doesn't have the fastest. That's for sure. Uh, oh, really? Right, so 267 no, is not top. Nope. Nope. Okay. Oh. All right. What country's number three? Now, <laughs> as far as top speeds go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm do you, a car. What do you think is the top speed here? I Jared? got. Well, first, I'm going to guess it's the Germans. Is it the Germans? It's not. Okay, I just imagined that. Ours goes 400. <laughs> um, <laughs> not quite. No. Um, so, yeah, China's one, Japan's two. What country is three? Uh, see, it ruins it. Now Now it's no more, there's not as much fun. I want to get, I don't know, I don't know, France? <laughs> nope, you're close. France is uh, 
Number four. Okay. Spain is number three. Spain. Spain. Oh, Spain's a pretty Spain. big country. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Spain has. Uh, Bunny, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, One thousand seven hundred seventy-two miles in operation, with five hundred sixty-two under construction. Their operating speed is one hundred ninety-three, and their record speed is two fifty-one. Now, number four, as I mentioned, Jared, is uh, France mm-hmm. with one thousand six hundred ninety-nine. Now, zero France... under construction. Fun fact, Jared. It looks like France is all set. They're done. And their they operating speed is one ninety-nine. And 350, 357, and France is the fastest, Jerry. 357. 357. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, how is it? <laughs> now, I'm, you might not know. But, um, I probably don't. Now, I'm but just, ask anyways. I'm just saying I'm pontificating. How mm-hmm. is it that they could be that much faster? You know? Like, that's not just the fastest. That blows everyone else out of the water by the right. closest. That's like, what? The closest is 8567 or something like that. Was right. what China was at 267. How mm-hmm. is it that much higher? I'm not sure. I, now, I bet I'm you... Really I, I will sure. Google I it. I will bet some of it has to do with... Um, with... Um, it's because the... And maybe at, like, like direction you know, or you something. Know it, you know what it really is, Jared? The the guys who drive the trains in France are all drunk on wine, and then they just <laughs> go. <laughs> they just pedal um, to the metal, they go. Now, right, do you look, agree with mm-hmm. me, though, that mm-hmm. uh, as as kids, before any of mm-hmm. us even traveled anywhere or knew anything about really countries, France was the second thought you had when it came to bullet trains? For me, it was, sort of like, it was Japan and Germany. Germany, Probably okay. because of my dad. But yeah, okay, and Germany comes in at number five, Jared. With okay. 900 and, uh, sorry, yeah, 976 miles uh, in operation and 91 under construction operating it's not speed. That no, it's not. They're about done um, too, probably. Right, right. But yeah, it's also operating because, speed. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's the thing about these other countries uh, that you're talking about. Not only mm-hmm. will they never match a country like China on size, just because of the size, but they'll never match right. them on growth because these are also countries that have had networks for much longer than China. Right, very has, true. You know, mm-hmm. has, has even been developing. Very true. Absolutely. Uh, so with Germany, Jared, the uh, operating speed is 186 miles per hour. Record speed is 229. Okay. Um, it's actually pretty weak. Yeah. All right. So let me just go through just quickly the last four. They have cars that are going that all the time right. on their streets. Right. So our last, uh, our bottom five are South Korea, Italy, Turkey, Austria. And this one I thought was surprising. Saudi Arabia comes in at number hmm. 10. Mm-hmm. And it looks like so Saudi Arabia right now has 281 miles that are operational, and they have zero under construction. So this could also mean I could be wrong about this, but the the countries that have zero, France and Saudi Arabia, they could already have their entire network built. Um, I, I mean, that must be what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would imagine. And and I'm looking at the uh, the Saudi Arabian one is is really just like one. It's not that much of a quote unquote network. Mm-hmm. I think we should do it here. That's all I'm saying. Right. I, I agree with you, man. I think high-speed trains are a great benefit to a lot of people. Um, they're fantastic. I will say this, though, Jared. In the in the current COVID era, um, I honestly think I would feel more comfortable traveling in a train than a plane. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would say. Now, mm-hmm. now my my reasoning for that is... Now you're probably just you're the risk level in the station is probably just as high in my opinion. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. at least on a train a window 
Well, uh, can he open a train, a window on a high speed train? But I don't think so. Well, no. You probably can't open a window, but you can at least get fresh ventil- ventilated right. air in. You're right. not. You don't have yeah. to use recycled air for uh, sure. And you can exactly. take an air from the outside and and, and, and you can have also a purification get out system in between stops as well. Um, you mm-hmm. know, at a lot of places. Uh, I will say this though. I do think I don't think you're generally as crammed. At least the places I've yeah, been that to. Too. Especially you, you're now it, depa- it, it depends only. though, because if you look at some Asian countries, uh, especially like India uh, yeah. or Sri Lanka or places like this, they're sitting um, on top of the train, right? Now, so obviously, some train stations like that are overcrowded, but at least the ones that I've been to in Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, and China, all were they they were big enough buildings where um, I mean you couldn't always adhere to the obviously the six feet or two meters. Um, but, but, but to I me, think it's pretty good. To me, those mm-hmm. situations that you're going to get at like a peak train situation at a mm-hmm. at a you know like a developed train station, uh, you know, at a big big station or something like that, is probably about mm-hmm. eh, maybe a little less congested than uh, airport, but it's about the same level. And probably right. at that point, as far as risk yeah. goes, it's probably about the same. But I'm with you though, as far as being on the train versus on the mm-hmm. plane, on a plane, the on a train versus on a plane, I, I mm-hmm. would feel way less. Uh, Com- way more comfortable on a train, right? Health plus, plus, there's no movie called Snakes on a Train. Just saying, <laughs> keep that in mind. There's no, there's no snakes yeah, on, a train, they can just Jared, stop. on a train. That's right. That's right. See, no, no snakes on the train. Well, Jared, I think uh, I think we've covered high speed trains. Uh, check out you. definitely uh, Europe, uh, Germany, Austria. Uh, France, Spain, Italy, all fantastic places. How could you not um, mention China? Well, I wasn't done yet. Uh, oh. But yeah, China also has fantastic uh, railway systems as well. So keep that in mind when you're traveling there. And they're definitely, I would say, cost effective for the most part. Unless you get upgraded to like the fancy business class like you see behind me if you're watching from YouTube. I mean, if you get upgraded, then you're not paying right. for it. That's true. It's always a, a nice surprise as an upgrade. So our let's move on, though, today uh, to our song of the pod, Jared, which is called Suavecito by the group Malo. Have you ever heard of this song before, Jared? Uh, I have not. I have not heard of it, but I enjoyed it. Some solid ha- laid back and Latin vibes, but there is yeah. a reason why I chose this song today, Jared. Uh, and this is a very late shout out, but a shout out goes out to the family of Jorge Santana, the brother of Carlos Santana, who was also a guitar player, professional guitar player, and he was the guitarist for the group Malo, and he passed away a few days ago Damn. Um, at home at the age of 68. Um, so there's been a lot of a lot of celebrity death recently. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Fred Willard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Little Richard. Oh, that yeah, man, you're right. Um, you're right. There's a few others. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing. I've had a couple people confuse Jimi Hendrix for Little Richard with the shirt I'm wearing today. Interestingly enough, I know. I don't understand that. <laughs> I've also had somebody tell me nice Bob Marley shirt and nice Lionel Richie shirt. I mean, so there you go. <laughs> Lionel there Richie. Go. I know, right? I would I love for you to wear a Lionel Richie shirt. <laughs> Dancing Bob on the Marley, ceiling, Jared. Weirdly, I mean, Bob Marley makes the most sense. That makes right. more sense to me than Little Richard. Right. It still doesn't really make sense, but that right. makes more sense to me. That's fair. Anyways, back to our song today, song. Jared. I love yeah, this so song. So it's got some Latin vibes to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, tell me, tell me why do you like it, Jared? 
I, well, it's it's a Latin laid back vibe. So you mm-hmm. know, and the thing I love about Latin music is it always not always, but you know, for the most part, at least what we're playing here that I listen to mm-hmm. that's on our song of the pod playlist. It always makes me want to move. But it's just that what level of movement am I putting into it? So this That's is still fair. a very laid back vibes, but I still feel just like sh- got like, your you cocktail know, just like, drink in your hand, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just a little, just you know, moving the shoulders back and forth as you're uh, right. having a laid back vibes conversation. That's I don't right. Know. It's 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 very soothing. It, it, it was I would very say calming. this is a definitely a solid song to listen to if you're making your way on a high speed train, uh, yes. a long journey ahead of you. I could have used this song when I traveled from uh, Jinan to Harbin. I tell you what, that was an eight-hour eight hour train ride. It was a long one. At the beautiful uh, scenery. I agree right. with you. That's right. But yeah, it's an awesome song. Uh, rest in peace, Jorge Santana. Um, yeah. Check this one out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, at the Song you of the betcha. Pod playlist. Um, it's fantastic. Also, I like the title, too, Suavecito. Uh, yeah. Like a, mm-hmm. a little suave. Kind of kind of cool. Um <laughs> Speaking of stuff that's kind of cool, you know, Jared, learning foreign languages is also pretty cool. And uh, I have a Russian word for us today. Can you try to pronounce this for me, Jared? Sure, sure, sure. I'm not ready. I'm Trello Trello for you. But uh, I'm opening it. Oh, man. Here we go, people. You guys are in for a treat. (laughs) In a second. Okay. What the hell? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you want me to help you? Do no, you no, some no, help? no, no, no. No, okay. Citroni. Citroni. So let's work this out, Jared. And the reason why I'm trying to teach Jared how to read Cyrillic is so I can better read it. I'm just being selfish, <laughs> people. It's it's nothing about Jared. It's all about me. But well, let me, here, here before you explain it to uh-huh. me, let me just read it as I would as I see it from my because sure because obviously I'm going to mention this again. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so screwed by my uh roman uh numeral eyes right (laughs) uh roman numeral that's not the right Mm -hmm. thing but anyway oh yeah it is that's what i meant to say not roman numeral but roman letters right what i see is a fancy looking six Mm -hmm. and i know that little b is not a that's a that's an accent Mm -hmm. i think that's for length but yeah okay well some sort of it's it's not it's not it's not a letter then i see some sort of i Mm -hmm. c Mm-hmm. T, a P, but it's not a P. I believe that P is a, a R, isn't it? Correct. Right. Uh, then I see that same little B extender mm-hmm. thing. It's a little B. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Backwards end with a little upside looks down. Looks like an look, looks kind of like an N smiley face on, yeah. on top of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. With okay. The, without the eyes. So let me let me walk you through each letter that you don't know because a few of these you already know, Jared. The first one, that six, that that little B with the tail, that's mm-hmm. kind of like in between a B and a V. Or it's mm. like a, I can't really pronounce it very well, so I'm going to be a terrible teacher for you. But it's like a, like a, <laughs> uh, B, B. I can't really oh. pronounce it right. But yeah, uh, it's, it's difficult for, okay. for non native speakers to pronounce this one. So that's that first sound. The next one, that I, is kind of like an E sound. So the first two sounds you have is B. 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 I don't really say it B. right. So is it okay. So, yes. Yeah, so the next one, the C is an S sound. Oh, beast. Uh-huh. Not not sh, but s. Oh, beast. beast. Uh-huh. I okay. keep going to the, the, the T. Yep, the T, <laughs> the T is a T sound. Oh, so beast. You know the P is an R sound. So what do you have so far? Beastro. Almost. That last, uh, that I with the oh, backwards. 
Bistre. Oh, very close, Jared. Very good. Oh. It's actually <laughs> Bistri. Bistri. <laughs> and this means fast. Bist, uh, fast. Bist, bistri. I, I never say it right, but yeah, it's fast. It means fast. We really need to talk to uh, David. We do. We do. Actually, I talked to him the other day. He's doing well. But yeah, I'm we'll, sure we'll you. Get, we'll good. get him. We'll yeah. get him on again. Yeah, he's a okay. great guest. Um, but yeah, so it's Russian for fast. So there you go. All right, well, let's recap today's episode. I think... We both agree that high-speed trains are awesome, uh, yes. very good uh, yes. way to travel. It's a shame we don't have better access to them in the States. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, I think some of the perks, obviously, it's very comfortable. In a lot of places, it can be very affordable as well. It's convenient. Uh, a lot of places, you know, you have multiple trains leaving every day. Um which is great. You also don't have to deal with the whole, you know, security thing with the airports. Now, I will yep. tell you, though, Jared, in China, at least the, the way it was before I left was you got your printed ticket. If you were a Chinese national, you could hold up your phone and scan your phone. Sure. Um, as a foreigner, you have to have your passport swipe through these doors, these little kind of turnstile doors. Then you go through those. Then you put your suitcase through an x-ray machine, your backpack or your suitcase, you walk through a medical detector, they uh, kind of use a detector. wand. A uh, metal detector, yes. Oh, they said medical detector. No, sorry. Met- well, well, <laughs> well, now, from what I've heard, they yeah, do now have you do probably, temperature yeah. stuff, yeah, and you have to show a QR code in China that you have a clean bill of health. That is currently but it's not, in China. But yeah. you say show. It's, it, it, well, I'm sure they, they might do the temperature with the person. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but the showing of the... Uh, clean bill of health? That that is a, a barcode on the side of the train, isn't it? Like, don't you scan it on no, the train no, 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 door no, 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 or something? No, no, no. The door is just open and you walk in. Like or is it like a turnstile that you that you have to put it? That's before. So so the way it okay. works in China. So the way train stations work over there is you you get your ticket or you get your ticket beforehand, or if you have the QR code on your phone, you show it. You go through the first check, which is just is this who they is? Are you who you say you are? And is this your ticket? Then mm-hmm. you put your belongings through a. Uh, an X-ray and a medical uh, medical metal detector. <laughs> I did say medical. Then you went through a metal detector, and then you had a wand waved by you to make sure you're not carrying any knives or other weapons. Uh, then you would go up to the platform, uh, and then there would be one more check in China, where you would show your ticket to someone. Uh, they hmm. would look at your passport and your ticket, and then you would go wow. through doors, and then you would be let down to the actual train platform. Um, why? I wonder yeah. why their security measures are so high. Because I mean, in the U.S. and Europe, there's essentially no security measures, right? And 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 I would say China and is way safer. That's too, what I was going to say. Yeah, that's. What, but people, maybe yeah. that's why it's way safer. I could be wrong. It's mm. a chicken or the egg kind of thing. Um, right. But it is very different. Like in Europe, yeah, they didn't have those security checkpoints. Um, at least when I was back there in 2018, 2019, you just went to the train station. And and, and it's and it's. See, I don't know the right way to say this, but it's but like trains in Europe are certainly not considered, or train stations mm-hmm. aren't considered the safest places to be. Like oh, they no. are, like some places that are rough and run folk, down. Like are they're rough and run yeah. down? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting. Go to the Bahnhof Viertel in Frankfurt, and you're going to see some things. Trust me. Yeah, it's a great place to get some, you know, illicit Stabbed substances. Or lady, or, yeah. lady of the yeah. night. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think high-speed trains are definitely great. Uh, there are a lot of countries that have wonderful train lines, uh, China, Japan, Germany, Austria, France, Spain, mm-hmm. um, yeah, many, many places. So yeah, so let us know what your favorite things are about high-speed rail at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. 
Check out our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, for our Song of the Pod playlist, uh, which features Suavecito by Malo today. So check that out. And lastly, please, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So we hope you guys have a great day. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, chishe, and gospidanya. We didn't expect to have that much uh, high-speed train talk to you. <laughs>